Welcome back. WFSE, the morning after here uh, on a Tuesday edition of the morning after. We'd like to thank you all for tuning in here on this fine Tuesday morning here. Uh, Chewy on his back at it here on this Tuesday, coming along with yours truly, Tyler Trumbauer. Thank you all for tuning in. It's uh, It's been a good time right here. Um, over the weekend, uh, Chewy, you had Thursday off, obviously, and now you're coming back. So how was your, your long hiatus here, um, you know, from the show? It was great. It was great. I got a lot of time to relax and not do anything, especially with the long weekend. It was just, just gave me more time to, you know, get off my feet and relax, and I'm excited to be back here for the show today. We're excited to have you back, of course, as well. Um, you know, we got a lot of good stuff to talk about. Uh, college football opened up this past weekend, so that's a lot of excitement. Um, of course, the NFL, the Flake Gate is now over. We touched on that last week. I know you and I talked about it before the decision came down. So, of course, that's something that we can hit on as well. And, of course, you know, the NFL can't make it just a few days without another uh, almost scandal starting up, too. So uh, we're going to touch on that and, and more coming on. You know, the Tim Tebow's uh, cut. We talk, maybe talk a little bit about that as well. So there's a lot of good things going on um, here in the um, going on in the uh, what am I trying to say in the sports world, I guess you could say. Um, and then we're of course going to have some uh, guests coming in to talk about all this good stuff. Um, my Monday, Wednesday, Friday co-host Tubby is going to be calling in in just a few minutes here to uh, talk about that Cleveland Browns situation. Um, of course, he is uh, you know a diehard Cleveland and Browns fan, so. Uh, so we'll 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 hear about all about that um, coming up soon with him, and then of course at nine forty five we hope to have um, former Edinburgh wrestling standout Dave Habit call in um, live from Las Vegas. So he's going to get up early for us, Chewy. It'll okay. be six forty five in the morning there in wow. Vegas, uh, live from um, Vegas, where of course is the site for the twenty fifteen World Champion World Wrestling Championships, and. Um, he's going to talk about that. Um, I I was uh, texting with him earlier this weekend and asked him to come on the show and talk about you know what he's doing. He's trying to become a world class athlete, you know, because the world championships, if, for those of you that don't know, is like the number one way to qualify for the Olympics for wrestling. So I mean, he can win a medal at this event this week um, with what he's doing, but he also can then qualify for the for the Olympics. Oh, okay. So so habit is continuing. His wrestling career here in um, in Edinburgh, or excuse me, without Edinburgh, now that he's gone, he's going to be continuing in it as being a world class athlete and doing, you know, trying to get a medal and trying to, um, you know, be world renowned. But he's doing it a little bit interesting, Chewy. He's uh, he's wrestling for Slovenia, uh, not for America. Okay. So so that should be interesting as well. So we'll touch base with him hopefully at 9:45 as long as his alarm goes off and he can get up for us and talk to him cuz that the uh they started yesterday did the worlds um but they will be continuing all throughout the week and that's in Vegas of course. So we'll talk to him uh coming up then. So first off uh Chewy um before we even get to any college football um of course I I forgot to even mention you know we had the Penn State Temple game this past weekend which was of course an exciting uh game as well. I don't know if you caught that one on, on ESPN, you know, with the uh, Temple earning the first win in a long, long time over, over the Nittany Lions. Yeah, on opening day of college, college football weekend. Yeah, that was a big-time win for them. Yeah, it really was. So before we even get to that, we're going to hit to the pro level of, of football. And the Browns O-line coach Andy Moeller under investigation for alleged assault. It just seems like it never ends, Chewy. 
Yeah. It it just it never ends for the National Football League. Um, the Cleveland Browns offensive line coach Andy Muller, in case you guys haven't heard, is being investigated for allegedly assaulting a female guest at his home. Sources familiar with the situation said um, a woman called Berea police over the weekend, Berea, Ohio, alleging Muller had assaulted her. The sources said the woman was a guest of Muller's from Maryland. By the time police arrived, the woman was unsure about pressing charges. However, I'm gonna I'm just reading uh, you know this little few. Uh, graphs on the top of an ESPN article. Um, however, police were required to file a report, which was presented to the city prosecutor. He will determine whether charges will be fired, filed because the alleged assault was not a live in partner or, or excuse me, live in partner or spouse. It was classified as assault and not domestic assault. Oh. Mueller has not been arrested. However, he has been suspended indefinitely. Um, Monday afternoon by the Cleveland Browns while he's under investigation. So quick and swift action from the Cleveland Browns there, despite there being no charges and nothing of the sort really coming out of it, just some allegations and really just reports surfacing um, from the from the situation. Yeah, a lot of the times with uh, uh, allegations and stuff that hasn't been proven yet, uh, teams like to take swift action because the the energy surrounding their pro their program. Is is messed up by the talk. So even if even if he's innocent, you know the talk of him allegedly assaulting a female is is just bad. It's bad business. It's bad. <laughs> it's bad for business. Right. Right. That's very true. <laughs> even the Browns know that's bad for yeah. business. So uh, he he is uh, suspended indefinitely uh, for what's going on. For who knows what could actually happen. Mike Pettin, the head coach of the Cleveland Browns, said he would not comment on the situation. Um, left tackle Joe Thomas was in the building Monday morning and, quote, said Mueller was just told us he was dealing with some personal things and might be gone for a while. That's all we heard. Uh, Mueller, of course, is in his second season with the Cleveland Browns um, following six years with the Baltimore Ravens. During his time in Baltimore, Mueller was suspended for two games by the league and fined 47 k following a drunken driving conviction. Wow. So the man has a little bit of a checkered pass, not too much. But So what do you what, – what you know, before we get uh, Tubby in here in just a matter of moments on this situation, um, which you know he'll bring, he'll bring his almost like a Stephen A. Smith, not as not as eloquent, but a Stephen A. <laughs> Smith type of, um, you know, approach to this situation. What do you think of you know this situation right now? I mean, it always seems just one thing after another for the National Football League, and then of course now we're going to, you know, have a swift suspension and uh, see what comes up of it with if there is any charges or anything coming from this. Um, I th- I, obviously, like I said, it's just it's just upsetting to hear about this. It seems like the NFL can't ever stay out of uh, the public light in a negative way. Um, for Andy Moeller, this it's unfortunate um, that he was charged. Well, the, the the funny thing about the situation is the the female that claimed to be assaulted had questions about pressing charges when the police right, got right. there. So. In sticky situations like that, I was always confused as to if if you're gonna call the police, you, you got to go through with charging. Well, mm-hmm. they, if you're gonna they, make a big deal about it, yeah. If you're gonna make a big deal about it, you might as well go through with it. So it says when the police got there, uh, she was questioning about pressing charges. So we don't know what's going on there. Um, hopefully, this story blows over and it's not a big deal, but we'll see. All right, so we'll get. Let's go to the phone right now. Uh, I believe he's on the line. I believe I hooked this up right, Chewy. Uh, last week we tried to get Vinny Marino on here on a Thursday, um, 
to call in from Boston College to talk about Borough football and all that good stuff. And uh, I struggled. It took me four times, I think, to try to get him on here. So we even had to get, you know, the the man, the myth, the legend, Dr. Ron Raymond, to come in and help (laughs) us. But I think I got this right. So let's see if we got him right now on the line. Uh, My Monday, Wednesday, Friday co-host, Tubby. Tubby, do you hear us? Yeah, Tyler, I hear you, and uh, I hear the athlete formerly known as Chewy. How are you guys doing? <laughs> All righty, the athlete formerly known as as Chewy is here. Uh, we got you. We might be a little bit softer from what I can hear, Chewy, so you might want to talk a little bit louder for our soft-spoken uh, or soft heart of hearing oh, okay. listeners out there. You know, they're all not loud and boisterous like like myself, Chewy. What's up, Tommy? How you doing? Yeah, I hear you, Chewy. I hear you loud and clear, buddy. Okay. I got you. All right, sweet deal. So, um, so obviously the Cleveland Browns, you know, in in some muck, in some brown, if you will, um, right now. So, what do you what do you make of the situation? I mean, I just texted you last night asking if you wanted to come on and talk about it, and you were fired up. I think you sent me like four texts in a row about stuff. So, so I kind of just laid out the situation for us. So, as a as, as a diehard Browns fan and someone that's connected with that city, um, you know, what what are you hearing about this situation? Um, well, I talked to uh, some of my connections over at 92.3, the fan, the CBS sports station, talk station over there in Cleveland. I spoke with uh, Ken Carmen, and there wasn't really a whole lot to be known. So I, um, he said, you know, it's, it's a developing, ongoing situation. Um, all they really know is that Andy Moeller reported to the Browns on Monday and, you know, pretty much said, hey, this is going on. So the Browns took it upon themselves, like without any enforcement from the league or whatever, to follow their own internal protocol and suspend the coach. Now, as I kept my eyes on Twitter, since, you know, I'm I'm plugged into Browns Twitter, I did happen to lay eyes on a police report um, from that night, and it says that the the female uh, victim was removed from the home, called the police, Um, the police came out, took her statement, um, there was no visible marks on her at the time. Um, the police took her to a hotel in Maple Heights, which is down the road from Berea. Um, and then she called them again and had them come back um, because they she did notice a, a mark that wasn't visible to the police upon the first time. So they responded. Um, she filed a complaint and wanted to press charges. Those charges were then passed on to the Berea prosecutor. I'm not exactly sure who that is at this time, but uh, as I follow the story, I'll have more for you. And then after that, she decided that she wanted to uh, drop the charges, but it's still, um, they said there's nothing really they could do. They already passed the charges, the original claim, on to the prosecutor. So now it's just a legal thing right now, and the Browns are just trying to get out ahead of it so that way it doesn't turn into like a Ravens and Ray Rice type of deal. But obviously I personally I mean I don't wanna I don't wanna speculate and I don't wanna think I know what what's going on. I just know what, what's been reported so far. Um but apparently as far as the Browns go, they've done everything that they can do. But what this means for them coming up Sunday, I know it's hard to talk about football when we're talking um domestic violence or you know, abuse against women is kind of a trivial thing, but, you know, in an already struggling running game for the Browns, having your lineman coach, your O-line coach, which is an integral part of the running game, really kind of messes them up for Sunday against the Jets and right. their defense. But that's that's pretty much all I know right now, Tyler and Chewy. 
Right. So, um, obviously, um, I know you mentioned domestic abuse. I just read the article from ESPN.com. They're refraining from calling it domestic abuse because I guess she's not a live-in wife or spouse. Um, I guess that is what uh, quantifies um, domestic abuse. But nonetheless, it's still, you know, an assault against, uh, against a female, which, you know, is, is never, is never a, a laughing matter or something that's being taken lightly, especially now about with the National Football League and their and their past. So what do you think about the the swift action with the Cleveland Browns? I mean, Chewy said, you know, even the Browns know that's bad for business. Um, but, I mean, now there's there's no charges filed, nothing. There's just reports and allegations coming out from this situation. And they he, and now they've already suspended Moeller indefinitely. What do you think about that, that quick action about the Browns to just get him removed from the team before everything's even settled, really? I think it's a smart move. I really do. I think it's smarter them to distance themselves. And obviously something happened. I don't know if it was illegal. I don't know the severity of it. You know, nothing really came out about it. But I think it's smarter than that. Like, look, even if it was, you know, you must have done something that this woman called the police and said that, you know what I mean, to have charges brought against you or to have the police look into it. So whether you're guilty or not, you know what, just take time away, get out of here, Go deal with the situation, and when, when it's finally resolved, then we can look at you coming back. I, I think it's a very good decision. You know, because, I mean, obviously, you know, no woman need, deserves to be treated in, in such a way where she has to have to call the police on you. But, you know, you need to, you know, as a professional standpoint, I would have done the same thing if it was one of my employees. I've been like, look, you need time off. You need to go handle your home life. Because if your home life ain't right, then your mind isn't going to be here, and you're not going to help me anyway. What's up, Tubby? I have a question for you. Yeah, go ahead, Chewie. What do you think about um, the obviously the uh, domestic abuse or abuse of any female is a big deal? Is a big deal in today's day and age. What do you think of the the lady uh, calling the police and then hesitating to press charges? How do you feel about that? Well, I think that happens to like a lot of females. I think a lot of females feel pressured, especially if the abuser or the attacker is somewhat well-known or even moderately um, famous. I mean, here's a guy with a with a job with the Browns. Everybody's going to find out about it, you know, and then everybody's going to be digging into her past, you know, and she's going to be put on trial just as much as he is. And that's a sad state of affairs. That shouldn't happen. I mean, if you're a victim, you're a victim. It shouldn't matter, like, what your life was like before. But sadly, that's not the world that we live in, and, you know, every aspect of her life is going to be gone over. I mean, especially in court, I don't know how much... This story is really going to matter on a national scale, but as far as Cleveland goes, I mean everybody's going to be digging into her and stuff, and she's going to be put on trial as well, and that's not right. That shouldn't happen. Very true, very true. Last one, Tubby, not kind of taking it away from Cleveland. Maybe just an interesting, uh, um, you know, question for the for the NFL. Um, you know, overall, kind of kind of with domestic abuse and and um, all of this good stuff is. Is you know everyone makes a big deal about the National Football League and and how they keep having you know occurrence occurrence after another from a coach from an owner from a player from an assistant coach to a water boy whoever it is. You know, my question is, and they're making it seem that like the NFL is just this terrible business that just hires you know sketchy individuals and they they got to get you got, they got to get the right people with the right integrity in there. But you know, think about. How many businesses are as large as the NFL in the world? Okay, there's, there's a good amount. 
but how many of them you think are having the exact same problems? We just don't know about them because they're not the National Football League. They're not going to be covered on ESPN. How many, you think about like some, nat, some top Fortune 500 companies, you don't think have people that are having domestic abuse week in and week out, have alcohol problems, have a gun charge against them, you know, are, doing these, are getting these, these charges against them all the time. I mean, do you, do you feel that, that I'm off base there, or do you think that's, that's something you got to look at, is that there's a lot of other large businesses that are having the same personnel issues. We just don't hear about it because they're not football players, and this isn't the National Football League. I think you're, I think you're right in the right neighborhood. But I also believe, too, that if you look at the nature of the sport, I mean, football is a violent sport. You're talking about going out there against another grown man and trying to do your best to knock his butt into the dirt. You know, I mean, if you look at comparatively as an organization that's as big and as large, you look at the U.S. military. I mean, the U.S. military has just as ma- just as many, if not more, domestic and um, alcohol-related abuse uh, charges filed against their members. And it's the same with police force. It's the same with fire. I mean, I don't mean to say this like as a as a black eye, you know, to those organizations. I mean, I'm served in some of those. But I think it's just the nature of the job that they, you know, that these men don't know how to handle their things. And I think that goes back to to being a parent and, and raising your child correctly. I mean, you have to raise your child with, you know, respect for women. And, and children learn more by example than what you do or say. So if you're a father and you're treating your, you know, your baby mama or your wife with respect that she deserves and you don't get angry with her and you don't, raise your hands to her like in front of your child and they'll learn that too that hey you know what i need to respect women i think that's the greater lesson here is that you know it needs to be taught young then these people that are in these type of violent jobs or violent situations day in and day out need to have some type of counseling or some type of uh instruction as to how to properly deal with their feelings and shut it off when they get home very true it's all a a windy uh road here for the national football league and now the next stop on this on this uh, bus is for the Cleveland uh, Browns. So we'll keep in touch with that, Tubby. Um, of course, uh, we'll talk to you later and uh, keep us updated of uh, what's going on. And um, you know, maybe we'll have you call in since you're going to be off until Friday now. So right. maybe, maybe if we get any more developments, we'll have you talk in, to Tubby. So appreciate getting up early here on your day off and uh, calling in and uh, sharing some knowledge. Thanks, Tubby. Hey, not a problem. And uh, remember, go forty-two seventeen. <laughs> All righty, Tubby, take care. Yeah. All righty, so that was the dog, Tubby, right there, um, calling in to help us. I wanted to get his um, kind of take on things and kind of figure out exactly what he's thinking. I mean, obviously, he is, you know, the the man, the myth when it comes to uh, Cleveland sports. So I just wanted to kind of get his take on it. But, I mean... What do you what do you kind of think about that, Chewy? Just real quick before we hit a break, you know, just kind of wrapping up this whole Cleveland situation. It's do you think it could get ugly, or do you think we're kind of just making a big deal out of nothing? Um, I think with with allegations like these, it it could possibly potentially get ugly just because of the story surrounding it. And usually, when stuff like this goes down, like Tubby said, um, a lot of skeletons from the past get dug up. Mm-hmm. So. Whatever happened, they're, they're probably going to mention the fact that he got fined, what did you say, like 47K? Yeah, for dr- yeah. driving exactly. while intoxicated charge. So it's going to be stuff like that that comes up, and it's going to be reoccurring things. And, and even with her, she's going to get looked into, like Tubby said. So I think it has the potential to, um, but 
personally, I hope it doesn't. All righty, so that is it. Uh, Moeller suspended indefinitely for you Cleveland Browns fans. I know we got a few of them in the area, so we'll keep uh, a look at that as we continue on into this week. That's our first very long segment here on the morning after worse. We're out the gate strong here, so uh, we're going to need to take a break and recoup before we continue on. But don't go anywhere. we got the morning after after this. 925, welcome back to the morning after uh, here with uh, Chewy, your usual Tuesday, Thursday co-host, and, my, and yours truly, Tyler Trumbo. I'd like to thank you all for tuning in after a long uh, Labor Day weekend. I hope you all enjoyed it. Um, of course, we'd like to thank you all for tuning in here. If you're listening live this morning on 88.9 Fighting Scots Radio, or, or if you're listening to our uh, live stream online at edinburghnow.com or on the TuneIn app on your mobile device, which I actually downloaded over the weekend. It's pretty easy to use, so that's good stuff. You can listen to us there. Take us anywhere you want in the world, I think. You could probably listen to 88.9 Fighting Scots Radio. And, of course, we also podcast this bad boy, which is up on Edinburgh now later on in the evening so of course we can uh, hear us anywhere anytime at all down here in the deep blue sea um, continuing on uh, I wanted to go to college football but over the break scrolling through Twitter um, some more uh, Patriots scandals continuing on here Chewy I'm just going to read this a pro football talk article um, I f- felt um, by Mike Florio kind of um, said it well and kind of encompassed all the, the information that I was gathering on this situation um, and continuing on, it says just days after Brady's deflate gate suspension was overturned. Now we're going back to the last Patriots scandal, Spygate, ladies and gentlemen. Yep, Spygate is still around, according to ESPN Outside the Lines report. Which, by the way, Outside the Lines is tremendous. I mean, the watching the show is kind of kind of boring. It's not it's not something I want to do every day. But I mean, when they break stories, they do top notch reporting. Does ESPN Outside the Lines? So kudos to them. They're citing interviews from more than ninety sources around the NFL. It says Spygate cheating lasted, quote unquote, at least forty games over a period of several seasons, from two thousand to two thousand and seven. Wow! And that the league never fully investigated all the accusations against the team. According to the report, the taping of opponent signals reached the point where the Patriots had diagrams of stolen signals that they could use during games. And here's the last sentence I'm going to read from this. The report also says that other teams were much more upset about the Patriots cheating than they let on because NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell convinced the rest of the league not to press the issue. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Not good, Chewy. Yeah. That's basically har- harboring back to the point of the uh, allegations with the Cleveland Browns coach. When there are scandals and allegations and stuff like that, mm-hmm. stuff Skeletons from the past tend to get dug up, and once again, Spygate was was left alone in 2007. We're in 2015, mm-hmm. and now it's being brought back up again. And that's actually wild to hear that Goodell was telling teams not to press the issue. So that's that's wild. That wild. is wild. And um, you know, one thing that they're kind of linking now. I don't know if this was still in the report or others are just making this connection themselves. Is that you know, Goodell could have been using all his consequences and all his punishments from Deflategate to kind of make up for what he didn't do about Spygate. So the four games to Tom mm-hmm. Brady, the fines to Robert Kraft and the organization, the loss of draft picks, well, all that stuff that was handed down to New England because of Deflategate, they're saying now potentially could be a makeup call, if you will, for the botched punishments or lack thereof from Spygate. So, I mean, Spygate hits home with me as an Eagles fan is because they really said that that kind of maybe cost the Eagles the Super Bowl in 2004, right. obviously. Um, being able to videotape signals was, is something, there's a little bit of an upper hand advantage for a team. Um, but 
So that's just a little bit interesting. I mean, that story is going to continue along. Maybe we'll touch more on it on tomorrow's show. Um, but, I mean, as that kind of continues on. But that's, that's just unbelievable. I mean, they're already talking now, Tubby, about changing the system of, crime, of, of trial and punishment, um, you know, with the NFL and how Roger Goodell handles it as he's, like, judge, jury, and executioner, yeah. you know, all in one. They're, the owners are talking about changing that. But, I mean, if this turns out to be true, that Goodell told them to sweep it under the rug, that could be a death wish for him as, as commissioner of the National Football League. That would definitely be bad for him, especially uh, – as strict as he's trying to be in this deflate gate situation mm-hmm. and all all the other type of scandals that's going on in the league, this could be a devastating blow for him. But what do you think about I wanna ask you, what do you think about the legacy of of the Patriots? It seems like their organization is always surrounded by right. muck and scandal and all that. I honestly don't think they care. It doesn't seem like it. I mean, right, right. I mean, it's it, they're the Patriots, and they're like, we won all these Super Bowls. No one's going to take those Super Bowls away from right. you. You're, they won those Super Bowls. They're the Patriots. We do whatever we want. We, you know, kind of falsify our injury report. We do this. We, we're, we're, we're the smug New England Patriots. I don't think Bill Belichick, Robert Kraft, Tom Brady, and company care. I think as long as they're putting W's up and they're hoisting Lombardi trophies, you can think whatever you want of them. Because at the end of the day, they're winning football games. And they're the, you know, they're the top of the National Football League, which is the top sport in America right now. Yeah, it's gonna, it might hurt your legacy. But, I mean, you know, are we really – like, I think Tom Brady, when you look back at Tom Brady, how many Super Bowls he has? Like five, I think, four or five? Something like that. So, say he finishes with six Super Bowls. You're going to look back at Tom Brady as one of the best quarterbacks to ever play the game, regardless of deflate game. You'll right. talk You'll talk – it's like it's like remember when we were talking a, a couple shows back and I mentioned how like they the Sports Center guys only just mentioned as a last line that Everett Golson was suspended from Notre Dame for an academic issue. That's what it's going to be. They're going to mention Tom Brady, one of the best quarterbacks to ever play the game, uh, six Super Bowl rings, how many times MVP is this statistical leader in the National Football League, this statistical leader in the National Football League, and by the way was involved in a deflate scandal in 2015. Right. That's it. <laughs> That's gonna it. It's just going to be the last line. <laughs> And it's not going to matter. He's still a first ballot Hall of Famer. I mean, hands down. I, I mean, you won 40-something to 7 that day. I mean, the deflategate's not going to be a big deal. I mean, he won. I mean, honestly, the NFL messed it up. I mean, he, you know, I'm not saying he's innocent, he's guilty. I'm not sure. It seems a little sketchy, and because I don't, because, I mean, as this report is now, is now even backing it up, I think the Patriots are a very sketchy organization. But I don't think, you know, that's going to care for Tom Brady because, you know, in this situation in deflategate, he did everything right. He stayed quiet, didn't, you know, self-incriminate himself, nothing. Exactly. Just let the legal process play itself out. And the NFL got screwed in the end because they, you know, didn't, didn't check their P's and Q's, tried to overstretch their boundaries and ended up losing it because they didn't have, you know, sufficient case and didn't tell Tom Brady he could get a four-game suspension for this and legally didn't do the right procedures. And there you go. Tom Brady gets, gets on the loose for, you know, what he did, sure did or didn't do. I mean, we don't know. So that I thought was kind of interesting there to touch on with that. So let's go now to college football. Um, I'm just going to try to get some scores up here from the weekend. Not going not gonna to rattle off scores. You, you guys are big boys and girls. You can, you can do that yourself. Um, I just want to go in so I can refresh myself, check up on some games here, Chewy. Um, did you uh, view any college football this weekend or see maybe any some, some highlights that uh, maybe stood out to you from the opening week of college football? I did. I did watch a couple games. Um, the the BYU, uh, the BYU and Nebraska game was was just crazy. Crazy. Yeah, it was just crazy. The the hail mary for the win with one second left was just unbelievable. That's something. 
as defensive coordinator, if I was a Nebraska defense coordinator, I'd probably be uh, ripping my hair out. Yeah, that that should never happen. Right. But it was extremely exciting. Um, Ohio State won yesterday. That was a that was a uh, that was a good game for them. They started off strong, and then Virginia Tech actually came back and made a run. But Ohio State finished it off. They have a lot of talent over there. And it was just, it was an exciting weekend. It was an exciting weekend. I'm glad college football is back. Yes, college football is back. And of course, if you hadn't seen that, go see it on Sports Center. Whatever you need to do, um, of course. And that was a that was a freshman quarterback for BYU came in in the game because the starter for BYU gets hurt. I think is out for the season. Um, and he comes in and just throws this hail mary. And I and I remember watching an interview on ESPN with him later on. And he said that he thought he threw a duck. It came out a little wobbly out out the gate, and it still made it down there, just barely enough. To um, to make it and and of course they got the win and you know uh, as we were talking in the break Chewy you gotta bat that stuff down yeah you got it I mean as a defender you have one job to not let him catch the ball in the end zone and you let him catch the ball in the end zone yeah and even with the even in the secondary in the secondary you you can have more defenders than they have receivers down there so you already have an advantage that that should never happen but it's always exciting to see stuff hail marys and crazy plays like that happen. Right, and of course, something Chubby touched on before he exited earlier. Uh, Ohio State uh, was the little Monday night football action, college football action yeah. last night. Ohio State beat Virginia Tech forty-two to twenty-four. This was an interesting game in the beginning. I mean, it looked like it was going to be an Ohio State blowout. They're up fourteen nothing after the first quarter, but then Virginia Tech put seventeen unanswered points to to uh, end the first half. Takes a three-point advantage into the locker room, but then after that, it was all Ohio State. Virginia Tech starting quarterback gets hurt. Um, and he, uh, due to a collarbone, he got thrown down hard yeah, um, in that yeah, one. That was so, unfortunate. Right, and then Cardell Jones, I mean, only 9 for 18, 186 yards, two touchdowns. All three quarterbacks got action in this one. Um, so good for him. Braxton Miller, former quarterback, now wide receiver, two catches, 78 yards, and a touchdown. So, I mean, the Ohio State looked amazing, yeah. Chewy. They yeah, looked yeah. like they're just – let's just pencil them in already for the college football playoff. I don't think, and especially with this week schedule they're playing, I think they got two chances of them maybe being in trouble, and that's Michigan State and Michigan in their second to last and last weeks of the season. So they can just cruise through these next eight, nine weeks of the season, and they'll be set. They they have a lot of talent over there um, in, in Ohio. The the thing about that, and Braxton Miller looked extremely good as a, as a wide receiver, as a playmaker. Um, obviously, everybody knows what he was capable of as a quarterback, but right. – uh, the touchdown, you said he had two touchdowns? Or he had, no, he had two catches. Two catches, oh, nearly 80 yards, and then a trip to the end zone for Braxton Miller. That's, that's Especially coming off a year of injury, that's that's just pure talent. Yeah, and then, and then their running game with Ezekiel Elliott, I like him as he's one of the top running backs in the nation. They have a lot of talent, so I think, uh, yeah, we could definitely just pencil them in. They'll they'll be there when it's all said and done. <clears throat> yep, and then another team that is, you know, could potentially be there as well, um, Alabama at the end of the day, uh, they could be there in the top four. They are they were winners 35-17 to over a uh, 20th-ranked Wisconsin team, so that was a solid win um, for oh, yeah. them. Continuing on, other teams that could be in the top. Notre Dame ranked uh, number 11 coming in. Um, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a fighting Irish football fan. Okay. The only sport I really like Notre Dame in, uh, <laughs> Notre Dame, uh, is football. Um, so they uh, beat up on Texas pretty pretty handedly. 38-3 to in this one. Texas, of wow. course, uh, you know, trying to start over with Coach Strong down there. And uh, they're trying to rebuild that program from back to the, the, the dominance that it once was and what Texas yeah. football once meant in the college football landscape. Um, I kind of watched the first, like, half of that, and then it was a blowout night, and I continued on. McNeese State LSU never got played, Chewy. 
Um, Fourteenth ranked LSU. McNeese State canceled the game due to lightning. Um, a lot of lightning strikes near Baton Rouge. They had to cancel the game, but McNeese State still got paid five hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> Uh, cause that's what they were supposed to get paid to come play LSU. Okay. They still got paid cause they made the trip. Okay, never had to okay. play the game. So, Hey, I can show up to a game, suit up, you know, never have to play and get 500 K. Yeah, I'm down nice. for that. <laughs> down for that's all I had to do week in week out. I'd still be playing football. Um, Texas A&M, uh, upset 15th ranked Arizona state 38 to 17 on opening weekend. So I'm pretty sure ASU is going to be falling out of the top 25, um, a lot of things, a lot of times with these, like, uh, especially when college football starts up. Right. A lot of these rankings are kind of just – they don't mean anything right at the beginning of the year because you see a lot of these teams getting blown out, like mm-hmm. ranked teams getting blown out by unranked teams. So A lot of times, but most of the time, it's ranked teams blowing out the unranked Yeah, usually, Yeah, usually that's how it goes. But you do get the upset. Yeah, yeah, you usually do get the upset. So near to the middle of the season, we'll see who is the cream of the crop in uh, college football. That we will, so that'll continue on, of course. Um, we'll have more college football talk later this week. Um, we like to try to get try to get some college football um, experts, maybe, if you will, to come on in and uh, give us shed us shed some knowledge um, with us on, on what's happening um, down there in college football land. I should say down there because it's mostly the South, let's be honest. <laughs> and you mentioned um, unranked against ranked. Northwestern beat Stanford 16-6. to Yeah. So there's, there's an interesting one there. Yeah, uh, so that's, yeah. that's some top-notch stuff right there, but... I mean, what do you what do you make? I mean, do you really think this is this is just Ohio State's to lose? I mean, do you honestly think Ohio State is the best? I mean, they could have a magical season this year. Uh, I, I mean, do you think anybody can even remotely get close to them? As far as from top to bottom, as far as talent goes, they're they're on par with anybody I think in the nation. Um, that quarterback running back combination with the. Uh, Jones and Elliott there, and then Braxton Miller. You have a play. You have a playmaker. And then the speed of their defense. It's just and the greatness of their coach. They have all the pieces. They have all the tools to uh, to get to where they need to get to. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> Urban Meyer obviously is pre- he's proven. He's a proven head coach. He's done it before at Florida. I think Ohio State has a has a legitimate chance to win win a national championship. I think they're my favorite. Even oh. in, and being a Michigan guy, that hurts to say. <laughs> that hurts to say, but they are definitely the favorite in college football this year. So speaking of Michigan, what do you think about Michigan? I mean, you got Jim Harbaugh coming in there now. You know the the maniac that he is, the football crazed Jim Harbaugh. Didn't even name a starting quarterback till what? I don't even think he named one. I think that we just found out who was out there in the opening drive for Michigan. And uh, do you think he's going to turn around? I mean, obviously things haven't been that great with Brady Hoke there. Um, right. But uh, so being a Michigan guy, give me give me some talk on uh, on the uh, Wolverines. Well, I, I do like when I first heard they were hiring Jim Harbaugh, I was excited because um, he he was a Michigan guy, so obviously he knows what he, he's uh, there with the tradition and all that stuff. And the last two coaches from Michigan obviously weren't the last two coaches from Michigan obviously weren't uh, didn't get the job done to say the least. But with Michigan coming in coming in and playing Utah, losing to Utah in Week One. That was kind of hurt. That hurt me. <laughs> but they'll definitely – I think that with Jim Harbaugh coming in, that he'll turn it around. All righty, Chewy, thanks for holding down on that. I just talking to Dave Habit, the man. He did get up for us from, from Vegas. He sounds a little groggy for us. So uh, we're going to hit a break here. We got, uh, we got the Who coming up next. Uh, you can listen to that as we set everything up here uh, with Dave and get everything good to go, hopefully. And then we'll come back, talk to the man live from Las Vegas as he prepares to uh, 
do battle in the 2015 World Championships this week at the Orleans Arena in Las Vegas. Don't go anywhere. We have that and the final segment of the morning after, after this. 88.9 WFSE, fighting Scots Radio. Welcome back here on 88.9 Fighting Scots Radio. Uh, of course, uh, this is our last segment here on the morning after. Uh, thank you all for tuning in here on this Tuesday morning. We appreciate it. It's a beautiful day in the borough. Um, you know, it's going to be a hot one today, Tubby. So uh, that should be exciting stuff to get the uh, four-day school week started here after Labor Day. Now we finally uh, got to get into the thick of things. You know, it's no more summertime. We're just going straight through. You know, I mean, I think we have one day off, but then it's, it's basically Thanksgiving break is your next, is your next light at the end of the tunnel. So that should be interesting there. So uh, speaking, it's hot here. You know where else it's probably hot? Las Vegas, Chewy. <laughs> it's probably hot as can be in Vegas right now. Um, and it's even a little bit hotter because it's the 2015 World Championships at the Orleans Arena in Vegas right now. So on the line, I believe we have them. We can go two for two today, Tubby. We got, or excuse me, Chewy, we had Tubby earlier. And yeah. then let's see if we can get Dave Habit now calling in from Las Vegas. Let's see if we got him. Dave, do you hear us here on the morning after? Yeah, hey, what's up, Tyler? There we go, Dave. Thanks for thanks for uh, getting up early for us. I appreciate the uh, I appreciate the time this morning to uh, talk about you and the 2015 World Championships. So we were texting a little bit um, over the weekend, talking about this, getting a little background knowledge on it. So we'll touch a lot of, on that again today here on on the morning after for our listeners here. Um, so kind of you know, Burrow Wrestling ended for you. Um, you know, with the 2015 National Championships being the runner up there, um, getting your name nationally known there. So kind of take us from there. There to now, how did you become, you know, a, a now a man, a wrestler, an athlete competing in the world championships? Um, well, the usual process you do to wrestle in the world championship is you have to be the, the best wrestler from your country, and um, it's a difficult thing to do, especially in America. Um, you know, you have to go to the uh, U.S. Open, the uh, the uh, World Trials, um, and uh. So during the year, um, you know, I realized I have dual citizenship. So um, I decided to go the Slovenia route because um, I'm, I'm a dual citizen with the Slovenia and USA. And um, so I started making contact with people from over at Slovenia. And, uh, you know, I was prepared to go out there and even wrestle in their national tournament or whatever to make the team. But uh, it turned out they really don't even have a... Uh, a freestyle team. They have a Greco-Roman team. So, um, for us in the worlds, um, you don't really have to qualify for it, but uh, um, you have to be the best guy from your country. So, uh, it's a very tough tournament. So that's honestly, you know, still an accolade to say that you're one of the best wrestlers from Slovenia, Dave. So now you, you luckily had that route, had the Slovenia dual citizenship, you know, just took care of some, uh, took care of some paperwork, some passports to get yourself all set up with them. And um, now you'll be com- competing at a uh, 65 kg, as I'm going to be cool and say, um, in the freestyle competition. Um, so how is um, how? What is your mindset, you know, going to be now that you're wrestling in a freestyle competition at Worlds um, compared to what you would do maybe when you were a collegiate wrestler? Is there any difference between having Burrow and now Slovenia at the Worlds, or or what is kind of going to be your mindset? Is it still the same because just wrestling is wrestling? Um, you know, it's definitely a different um, kind of style. The points are scored a little bit differently. Um, you know, my mindset... I, um, I would say it's it's uh, similar, but uh, a main thing is that 
you know, I have more focus and more of a plan now than I did then. Um, but uh, it is it is still wrestling, and the, the same, uh, you know, uh, like basics apply, you know. Uh, you always want to um, create as, you know, you want to uh, score points, you know, if you can get a pin. Uh, that's big. Um, the, the same things are, are similar, but it's it's uh, kind of how how the criteria works and how well, how the points are scored. So, um, you know, my mindset going into it is, uh, you know, you know, I'm taking it step by step. You know, I'm in the process right now of making weight, and then I'm all about fueling my body and uh, taking care of my body and getting the right kind of sleep and. Um, and then, uh, and then it's one match at a time, and uh, you know, and every match, you know, the matches are it's two three minute periods, so it's uh, it's a minute shorter than college, and it's only two periods, and um, I need to impose my uh, my offense and, and threaten the the opponent early um, and score first, um, and uh, you know, create as much offense as I can, you know, and that doesn't necessarily mean. Uh, going out and taking lots of shots, but constantly uh, trying to set the guy up and stuff. And uh, you know, while I'm doing that, uh, it also makes out makes out for the best uh, defense for me. Absolutely, uh, Dave. So continuing on here now that you are out there in Vegas, um, what has that preparation been like leading up to it? Obviously, you said you were willing to go wrestle in Slovenia to make the team. No need to do that. Um, I know you're, um, you know, joining a wrestling club, and now you're just. You're just, you know, all all day competing and training and preparing to be a, a, a world champion, an Olympic champion, and, and you really think you are a world-class athlete and you're ready to show the world that. So what has your preparations been like uh, leading up to this week now that you're finally out there and ready to perform? Um, you know, uh, my coach, Andy Rovat, he has, uh, like, a whole schedule for the summer and, uh, like, a blueprint of... Uh, of the training type of training we're doing and stuff. So, you know, um, preparation, you know, I'm, I'm in Ann Arbor, Michigan and, uh, um, you know, I'm getting up every morning and, uh, we regard, you know, we'll have like two practices a day, but if we don't have a practice in the morning, I'm still getting up and, and walking and doing it stuff. And, uh, our practices, uh, um, <clears throat> We, you know, we go through all the positions and freestyle, and that way you're prepared for all of them. You know, there's like a, ter- a certain structure we do um, every day. It would take way too long to explain everything, but uh, just in brief, we go through all the positions, and uh, and then on when Wednesday and Saturday, I do a lift with Mike Barwis, um, and a lot of it is like wrestling specific. Um, so. Uh, so that that's how that's been. You know, I've had great workout partners in Michigan, uh, great coaches, and um, I feel very confident going into this tournament. And uh, and then uh, we went through that, and then you know the the training is pretty sweet. It's like not only uh, do we train in Michigan, but you know you uh, you get to go to other places. You know, so I went to the Olympic Training Center and got to work out with uh, a lot of the USA members there. Uh, I was there for a week. Then I came home briefly, and then I went to Phoenix, Arizona, for an acclimation camp. And then now I'm here in Vegas. You know, and it's all gone very well. And um, the thing I like about it, it's a very 
specific plan that we have going into the uh, worlds, and um, you know, my body feels ready, my mind feels ready. You know, I'm ready to go. What's up, Dave? This is Chewy. Um, I have a question for you. I'm not a I don't know too much about wrestling, but obviously I know I got the rundown on you. You had a lot of accolades here at Edinburgh. What do you hope to accomplish with this whole uh, overall experience of <clears throat> being a world-class athlete and wrestling on such a big stage? What do you hope to accomplish overall? Um, well, I'm only wrestling for one reason, really. Um, you know, I'm doing this for passion because uh, – I'm not being forced to wrestle, you know, it's uh, really, you know, other than the passion for the sport, it, you, you know, I do get paid to train, but um, it's not, I'm not living the lifestyle, you know, I'm not, like, rich from it or nothing, you know, so um, I'm just doing it because I love it, and I, I want to uh, keep wrestling because it's, it's my favorite thing to do, um, you know, and, and and definitely with that, um, you know, I, I want to be a world and Olympic champion, and you know, and I'm and I'm going to be. Uh, so th- those are the two reasons I'm doing it. You know, uh, just because you know I want to. It's it's my favorite thing to do, and and because I'm competitive, and, and in that, those are my goals. So I guess I wouldn't say I'm doing this just to. I'm not doing this like for my goals. I'm doing it because I want to, and you know, it's actually it's a cool way to uh, go to a lot of different countries and and meet a lot of people. Right. Even in America, so uh, to me, it's just it's a no brainer. You know, I, I love doing it. It's going to be a great experience, and uh, I actually plan on doing it for quite a few years. Um, so, you know, but really, uh, yeah. If I wanted to make lots of money, I, I wouldn't be in wrestling right now. You know, I'd go work at. You know, I, I got my degree at Edinburgh in business, and I could have went into coaching and. I said, you know what, wrestling is definitely a lot more fun. And in the end, you actually can make pretty good money. I mean, you know, I'm not living bad either. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So right, very true, uh, Dave. So, um, obviously, looking at the schedule now, I believe you're going to be uh, your big day of competing is Thursday, correct? Um, getting underway there. Um, of course, you're going to have to be making weight and such there. So, how can how can we stay up to date on the world championships for those that are out here in Edinburgh that want to still follow you? Um, is there any? Is it? Is it? Is it flow wrestling? Is there any online streaming? How can we? How can we watch this? And if we can at all? Oh, flow wrestling is definitely in um, do a cover drive, and they'll do a great job, uh, especially because it's in Las Vegas, not in another country. Um, so you guys can definitely follow on flow wrestling. Also, there's a uh, uh, <clears throat> another website. It's United World Wrestling. It's like the main, you know, web page for. But you know the world of wrestling. So uh, th- there, you can see all the results, and I think you can watch a lot of the matches. So for any international competition, that's a good website to go to. And blows another one. And then I also think, uh, and I'm nearly positive on this, it's actually going to be on uh, TV now. They're not going to they're not going to show every match, but it the uh, world championships are going to be on you know either ESPN two. Or like NBC or something. It's actually pretty cool. It's going to be on one of those main channels. Um, I wish I actually knew for sure. We were talking about it yesterday, and you know, I guess I really don't pay attention to that stuff. But I overheard um, a lot of different people talking about it. So it's either going to be on ESPN two or like you know NBC. I guess you know 
if you guys want to watch, you got to kind of just keep your eyes out. Um, which those are two popular channels, so it shouldn't be, uh, you know, too inconvenient. Right. Yeah. Very true. Um, yeah. We'll we'll find out. We'll figure out what um, is going on with that. I think I think you're right, though. There's going to be. Uh, some good stuff going on with NBC or ESPN around there. So Thursday is going to be the day for Mr. Habit. Um, 10 a.m. he'll get started uh, local time out there, Pacific time. Uh, so that'll be 1 p.m. here. He'll get started preliminaries, all that good stuff. And hopefully he's he's competing way into the night with uh, some medals on the line. So uh, we appreciate you getting up early for us, Dave. Um, good luck this week making weight and obviously competing on Thursday. And uh, we'll uh, be in touch as your uh, world wrestling career and um, world-class athlete career continues on in your uh, post-Edinburgh career, Dave. Thanks, Dave. Yeah, thank you very much, guys. No problem, Dave. Good luck. We hit we'll a nap now. <laughs> <laughs> All righty, Dave. Take care and good luck, sir. All right. See you. All righty, and that was Dave Habit, former Edinburgh standout here um, with the Fighting Scots wrestling team. Uh, such a great guy, Chewy. You know, I mean, he's 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 such a he's such a nice guy. Um, I really got a chance to you know get to know him going out to cover nationals last year, and um, really get to get to know him and talk to him and and you know travel with those guys and and all that stuff. And it was just a really good experience. And you know, they're all great guys in that room. Don't get me wrong, but I mean, Dave is just such a genuine individual, and you know, I, I really I really wish the best for him. Um, coming up in these uh, world championships this week. Yeah, it's great that he's uh, he's wrestling for basically the love of the game like he's not he doesn't look for any other incentives he basically loves what he's doing so usually when you put when you put in the work and you approach your sport the correct way you will uh, see fruitful results so I, I wish him the best yes that's very true um so of course that is going to be happening um this week out in uh, the Orleans Arena, and that's going to be presented by FILA, USA Wrestling, the United States Olympic Committee, and Las Vegas events. I mean, not only are there world uh, championships on the line here, but there are also, um, you know, this is a great way to qualify um, for, you know, the Olympics. Um, now that I just found this, um, now that we uh, are done with Dave real quick before we get out of here today... Um, there's going to be ESPN2. We'll broadcast highlights and coverage twice, September 10th at 8 p.m. and September 13th at 8.30 p.m. ESPN3 will carry live finals coverage daily online beginning at 9.30 p.m. Um, and then there's going to be live streaming and archive match on um, United World Wrestling has provided high-definition live stream of every match and same-day archiving of all matches. In addition, carrying all formats live on their event page and will automatically update results and provide same-day coverage. And, of course, Flow Wrestling will do that, too. If you have uh, a Flow Wrestling um, account with them, you can catch that live. So ESPN will have some coverage of that. So we'll have to check that out. And we can see Dave, of course, Thursday is going to be the day for him. So we really appreciate Dave checking in with us today. That was, that was quite the honor, um, having him get up early for us. That means a lot for us here just in small-town Edinburgh, Chewy, right? Oh, yeah, no doubt about Absolutely, that. Absolutely, Chewy. So good work today, sir. That's all for us. Kind of flew by today. Yeah, it did. It did fly by. We had a lot of talked about a lot of great stuff. A lot of good stuff today. A lot of good coverage. Um, and that's going to be all for us. We'd like to thank Tubby for calling in on his day off, and of course Dave uh, Habit. And good luck to him out in the World Championships as he's representing Slovenia, not the USA, and trying to become a world and eventual Olympic champion. And he says he's going to be doing it for the next few years. So we'll follow him along here on eighty-eight point nine, and all the rest of us here um, continuing on there. So it should be good times there. And. Um, you know that should be that should be good good stuff. I'm looking forward to it, um, as always. There, so that should be some good stuff to, you know, follow. Chewy, I'm kind of looking forward to that and seeing what he can do 
with us and um, kind of doing what he can do, you know, at all times, really, because it should be, it should be uh, an exciting thing for him. So that's going to be all for us here on the morning after. That's Chewy. I'm Tyler Trumbauer, and we'll talk to you tomorrow with Vic Hudson coming in here on the morning after.